Do you like Imagine Dragons? Well, imagine dragging yourself over to patreon.com slash bmfcast where you can get bonus podcasts from us, your friends at the Bad Movie Fiends. Check it out. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMFCAST, remember, keep your wallet in your mouth while you're showering. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. BAMFCAST. Episode 456. Nice. Consecutive numbers. Yeah. So I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And we were Mackie list this week. Oh. Yeah. However, what we do. <laughs> However, <laughs> Peter Brady's gone through puberty. Oh my god. Marsha, can you touch my bing bong? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have not seen that one, apparently. <laughs> However, what we do each and every week of the Bathcast is we go to watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. So we come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good, bad movies, enjoyable, bad movies. They get one of five jocks. Those are robot jocks! Robot jocks! Robot jocks. Yeah. 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 We like that movie. We do. Yeah. However, there are bad, bad movies that stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One of five bags and giant bags of trash in which they belong. Boom. Ugh. Yeah. Sack them up. Huck them out. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's our motto, right? <laughs> Sack them up. <laughs> and huck them out. out. So, um, it's a shame Mackie can't be here because we are closing out the 8th annual Blaxploitation History Month with yeah. 1972's Hitman. 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 Ted Hitman. Ted Hitman. Mm-hmm. Yes. He um, likes Hitman. <laughs> he does. It's a, it's really kind of weird that he's not here. <laughs> right. Usually, he takes any excuse to go on and on about Hitman mm-hmm. ad, ad nauseum. Mm. Um, but... Do we do we do plot summary first or people that are in it first? Plot summary. I don't first. know what we do here. Let's let's plot summary. All right. This is factually incorrect. However, a lawyer whose brother was murdered winds up getting involved with gangsters and the world of porno movies. I mean, that's partly correct. Partly accurate. Uh, However, of, but... I don't think he's a lawyer or anything close to a lawyer. He doesn't really get I believe involved. He's, well, he's not even exactly I don't know. It's never really discussed what his prior employment yeah. is. He was a cop at some point. At some yeah. point, sure. Well, not- we we do know what Bernie Casey's prior employment was, mm-hmm. and that was Black Gun, Cleopatra Jones, Steel Justice. Correct. Um, and this hitman is from writer-director George Armitage of Vigilante Force fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, this also has Pam Greer from Cool Breeze, Sheba Baby, Bucktown, Friday Froster, Class of 1999, Rachel Gangsters, and Ghosts of Mars. She's uh, well represented in the Banffcast oeuvre. She's well represented Oof. in this movie as well. Yes, she is. <laughs> we have an oove. Yes. Oove. Hmm. Yeah. I have an oove. Um, <laughs> we also uh, where's have, my autograph book? We also have uh, Lisa Moore from Slaughter's Big Ripoff, uh-huh. Sam Laws from Cool Breeze, Sweet Jesus Pe- Preacher Man, <laughs> Truck Turner, Get Crazy, and a, a bunch of other stuff that you've probably seen. Uh, Roger E. Mosley, also from Sweet Jesus Preacher Man, and uh, many, 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 many others. The list goes on. It just, it's silly. Basically, <laughs> everyone in this movie has been in a movie that we've seen before, <laughs> yes. I think. Yes. Well, these lists are only going to get more ridiculous as we... If we keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, none of those were, were extras, were they? No. Yeah. That extras usually pad out. They our, do. Yeah. Uh, but no, this was all our alumni. All yeah. prime. 
yes. is not required in this instance. And surprisingly, a lot of Sweet Jesus Preacher Man coverage in yeah. this one. Um, also, this uh, this is based on a book, the same book that Get Carter is based on. So if you've seen either version of Get Carter, you've seen Hitman. <laughs> okay. Sort of. There's probably less fucking in Get Carter, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Hitman does hit it, man, quite a few many, quite a few times. He does. It's um, it's remarkable how much time they spend <laughs> focusing on Bernie Casey's uh, ass cheeks. Muscular ass. Was he a yes. tight end in the NFL? <laughs> uh, I because don't know. He's a tight end now. Dad ass. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, fellas? Uh, you're right. Uh, yeah, I agree. Sure. Thank yeah. you. I must respect the right, the, the dearly departed. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Hitman. Hitman. Uh, as as implied, mm-hmm. he returns home does uh to his brother has uh sort of mysteriously died and he's it's sort of of like immediately assumed that he's been murdered yeah because i mean it's like he basically drove a car off a cliff into the ocean and died right right um but however didn't i I believe as he uh, asks the does he ask the like the funeral director guy he's like he drowned, right? And he's like, yeah, but he drowned of alcohol before he yeah. hit the water. He asked the the he, he finds that out at the funeral. funeral home, I think, yeah. yeah, right. Um, yeah, I think even before that, he kind of he tried to go home or go to his brother's home, he, and nobody was home. Yeah, the yeah. the opening credits are at the airport, and then he goes to his brother's house. Ain't nobody there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no. He goes. No, he, he goes, goes from the airport the, straight to the straight whorehouse. to the whorehouse. Yeah, because yeah. the first thing that the very first thing that he does when he arrives at LAX is he goes to the phone and mm-hmm. he calls. This woman, I've forgotten her name. Um, Somebody who sent a telegram. Yeah. Ervell. Ervell, thank you. Um, Steve Ervell. Um, She's like, what killed, who killed my brother, woman? And she's like, I don't know a fucking thing about anything. And he's like, of course you do. Uh, You better tell me some shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And thus begins like half of the movie, this woman, every time he sees her, uh, he's like, Woman, you better tell me something. And she doesn't tell him anything. And he's like, next time you're going to tell me something. And the next time she doesn't tell him anything. <laughs> right. But he goes directly to this this whorehouse and uh, goes up to her like he's a like he's a, a client. Because mm-hmm. she's very comfortable. Yep. And she's like, well, here's some titties. Mm-hmm. And well, he's like, yeah, she's never actually met him. Right. It's just like, and he's like, well, maybe it's you not know like she could look him up on Facebook. Or my something. brother. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, her there, entire there's, there's a lot of shaking in her going, I don't know anything. And then he eventually is like, you better be at the funeral. And she's like, funerals aren't my scene. She's like, he's like, you better be at the funeral. Yeah. So the, and then he pays her. Yeah. And she's like, right. fuck yeah, money. <laughs> yeah. I'll take your fucking yeah, money. He goes home very briefly. Nobody's home or goes to his brother's house. Nobody's there. Right. Um, and he then, sees some fellas drive by his yeah, brother's house. Yeah, so they followed him from the airport, but he yeah, didn't yeah. notice until he got there. But he does uh, procure a shotgun. Right. Yes, um, a childhood were, shotgun. Yeah, he and his brother had their initials like, carved like co into sh- it. Co shotgun. Co shotgun. Each one So each one gets right there on that. Yeah. But he loads that up, takes it with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he takes two shotgun yeah, I was shells. Say, like loaded up is two shotgun shells. Yep. They but also they also have, as you pointed out, a shadow box of derringers on the wall. Yeah, yeah. His his brother's. I guess in his brother's room, there's just this little shadow box and they're like eight derringers like mm-hmm. like you do i mean that's what you just have in your house i guess yep if you're um what was his name his brother? brother's name yeah something tacky 
Um, I don't remember what his um, actual name was. It's a good question because he's probably not listed in the credits. <laughs> right, he's dead he, the yeah, whole movie. He's dead the whole movie. Uh, he does not uh, appear. Yeah. yeah, it was Kevin Costner. Cornell, Cornell Tackett. Mm-hmm. I don't because he's Tyrone Tackett, mm-hmm. which is a good fucking name. It is. It is. But yeah, so he goes to the funeral. Um, this is where we meet his niece for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, Rochelle. 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 And, Rochelle. And he, like I said, he talks to the guy, kind of finds out how his brother died. Mm-hmm. You know, it, well, I guess it wasn't going to be an, an open casket funeral, but he made it one because he just kind of walks up and is like, yeah. And then uh, tells so, him he, he drowned of alcohol before drowning in the ocean, which, right. all right. Yeah. Double, double drowned. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, and then he talks to Rochelle for a minute, and then um, Ravel comes, Ravel comes in, in and, and they sort of know each other. She's not super friendly. Uh, the niece is not super friendly towards her. And then, yeah. Ravel's basically like, I don't, I don't mess with her. Yeah. I don't talk to her. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, bitch, listen, you're going to tell me what I need to know. And she's like, mm, I don't nah. know. <laughs> and he's like, bitch. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the niece is also like cold to him. Yeah. He, it's not a little bit like it, it, more so in the next scene because like. Uh, as I pointed out, they only have like three pallbearers to carry this coffin <laughs> right. and everything. I'm like, that's got to be kind of hard. Oh, well, he's yeah. a light guy. Yeah, I mean, Bernie Casey's a big dude, but Bernie Casey has one side; the other two right. have the like, other side. Yeah, like two more dudes jump in at the very last second and mm-hmm. help throw him in the in the car, and it's throw like, him in the car. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Just t- toss him right in. Do there. you want like specifics? <laughs> no, that, they load him gently into the hearse. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, um, it's uh Sam Laws is one of them, mm-hmm. and, and is other it, guy. Yeah. But they're, they're, they were friends of Cornell. So. Yes. Um, so they basically are like, cool, let's go back to the house and get drunk. Yep. And they're just... Good plan. They're drinking and reminiscing, and that's when Rochelle's had enough of this shit, and she just... Yeah, just kind of randomly has had enough yeah. of this shit and throws her drink on the one no, who's no, she, not... No, she actually upends the one dude's drink into yeah. his face, and then it's just like, you motherfuckers, and then leaves. And it's yeah. like, okay. And that guy's like, man, I get it. I'm going to the store. Yeah. And then... So and then, yeah. <laughs> and then Sam Laws is like, "Hey, I I got a repo I want to do. You want to go with me? Yeah, you can have the car while you're in town. Just help yeah. me out." And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And then they proceed. Holy like, shit! They are immediately <laughs> well, shit faced. Well, because like they they go in the car he has, and they have to stop at the car wash because you got to look good. And they're just they're just drinking right out of the bottle the whole time. And then like by the time they are done with the car wash, they are completely incoherent. Yep, they're in, they're incoherent on the way. Like yeah. before, like on the way. Uh, Sam Laws is driving and Bernie Casey's in the which is the absolute right because Sam Laws was so fucking wasted already mm-hmm. and he's just like man listen and, you know and it's just like what you're gonna kill somebody but they're 100% unintelligible it's it's comical because it's a good two three minutes of them just fucking babbling I mean it's it's such a strange thing for you know a side character sure but for the hero of your movie to just be this babbling idiot for like two and a half three minutes i mean it's hilarious don't get yeah. me wrong but it's just it's a weird look yeah. but goddamn, it's funny as mm-hmm. shit. but then they, we don't even really see them like repossess the car it's just like then they just have it yeah they just yep yeah yep. don't need Cause, it because yeah sam laws has a used car lot and it's it's one of those like fine let's finance people that can't actually afford the car and then go take it like three weeks later when right. they miss the payments yeah the other guy is in the lot trying to work mm-hmm. and he brings a contract over to sam laws and sam laws is just like nah he's like <laughs> i recognize the handwriting the handwriting he's, just, he's, a, lo- he's yeah. a loser he's like come on let me t- we're trying to get rid of this piece of shit car he's just like <laughs> <laughs> and then like pretty casey sticks his head out to talk and he's just like hey shut up motherfucker yeah <laughs> it's just 
It's it's really good. It's but then, drunken then shenanigans. He's, then he's slightly. I think this is when he's slightly more sober and goes inside. Or is that later when he makes the call to the? I think that's pretty actress. much right now. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right in this. Scene. He, yeah, then he like it. It's pretty much right the, away. The, yeah. the, the plot of this movie takes a while to sort of materialize, where you kind of understand. It takes like forty-five minutes. I would argue it never materializes. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm saying like how the pieces all connect together. Yeah, yes. he, it's just like it seems like he's just prank calling a porno actress. Like somehow he has her number. <laughs> it does but he calls but her? But she knows him. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. she's fucking him. It's I, yeah, right. she is. But I mean, it's like then because then like the producer guy or whatever comes out and she's like, I don't know who that was. Prank caller, prank caller. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's like basically like phone sexing her while there's like a mother and her very young daughter <laughs> attempting to buy a car in the background. And then he's just like, I want your, I want your chocolatey tits all over my face and everything. And, yeah. the, and the mother's just like, huh? <laughs> yeah. And then big brown titties right in my eyes. Yeah. Cause she says, I see. And he says, I can't with your titties in my face. Yeah. And the mother just ushers this kid out and the kid's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, it's like prank caller, prank caller. We're like, what the fuck was that? Because he's off on another adventure at this point. Sure. I think this is when he goes to see the Bob boss right after, right? Like, yeah. He, which yes. he apparently maybe used to work for in some capacity. But they, there's a, they clearly do know each other. Yeah, but there's there's an Italian mob boss named Zito. Mm-hmm. Um, Nano Zito. <laughs> and it's more complicated. Oh, God, I'm skipping a whole scene. I'd rather wasn't in this movie. But oh, right. the way he gets to Zito is he's like, I'm not going to go directly there. I'm going to go fuck with his limo driver. Yeah. And his limo driver is hanging out at an actual dog fight. Yep. And it's two Spuds McKenzie's that yep. are fighting and they show way too much of it. Yes, they do. I mean, granted, it's not real because everything in this is technicolor dream paint you know blood you know i do believe they painted those dogs yeah. but I, still i know still it's it's two dogs like it's, at each other and ma- and then making you know hurt noises and shit it's entirely too much implied dog violence right yeah but yeah he basically like i'm sorry i you know that's not a keyword i check for because who the fuck puts dog fights in a movie but now i know mm-hmm. george armitage you son of a bitch <laughs> Apparently that was edited out of the UK version. Yeah. Oh, they can't handle it. Yeah, you need a yeah. you need a Michael Picker movies better. <laughs> uh, but it is not in the plot keywords. No, okay. So, all right. Well, Whatever. you better add that right yeah, now. I'm gonna add that in. Dog yeah. fighting. Dog fighting. Um, but yeah, he basically just gets this guy. What's the dude's name? It's like Slick or something. What the hell is the guy? Swift. Yeah, Swift. Swift Merriweather. Yeah, Swift is like. <laughs> He, he's like he's a limo driver so he's dressed like an all-white tux thing and mm-hmm. like he's just compli- constantly calling him like shag oh that's shag that's not shag? Swift. yeah yeah oh that's right no swift is the swift por- is, is the, the fucker yeah <laughs> i'm sorry swift is the <laughs> he's, he's the gentleman of the porno movie he's I- the <laughs> yeah yeah well-endowed porno gentleman that also runs a fucking wild animal sanctuary out in the middle of the yeah this movie's fucking wild. canyons this movie's it's crazy yeah but yes sorry shag he goes and fucks with him for a while and then basically, like, taunts him enough that he leaves. Yeah. Um, trying but then to get... he's magically in the backseat yeah. of the limo as he leaves. And at some point, apparently, pulled over, kicked him out of the car, <laughs> took his clothes, and then just, like, drives up to Zito's house and gets let in because he's in his limo and right. just wanders into the house. And then, I guess he was just, he literally just wanders into the house because then Shag comes in, like, that motherfucker stole my car. And he's like, where is he? Who is it? And then he comes out and he's just like, hey, everybody. And Zito's like, oh, it's you. Oh, God damn it. Get all the right. fuck in here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go have a drink. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, well, that, why did you do all that if like you had the ability to just walk into this guy's house? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yep. It, it makes sense later like to fuck with this character, but at this point, it's like it's just a random dude. But anyway, yeah, yeah they hang out. There's uh, people are playing handball. Handball. 
Uh, this is where we meet Pam Greer for the first time. Uh-huh. She is a yeah. a lady friend of Mr. Zito, I guess. She is. Um, Her name is Gozelda. Yeah, she is. She is Gozelda. <laughs> Gozelda. Gozelda comes out of... <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone. Take Pam Greer. Because yeah, oh, would, well, because at a certain point they're like, "Hey, Bernie Casey, do you want to do you want to um, play some handball?" And he's like, "Sure." So he has to get appropriately attired for this because mm-hmm. to say he's been bar- wearing big color collared, you know, leisure suits the whole time mm-hmm. just is an understatement. Like, yeah. I, like I think his, his airport outfit. I said you could make an entire other suit out of just the collar of that one. Right, the collar. If there had been a wind burst, he would have <laughs> just hang glided away. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep feathers away yeah. from him because he yeah. just might take flight. But he always has a matching hat. He does. Like, he Almost has different always. hats for yeah. different outfits. He's got like a red hat for his airport outfit. He's got a black hat for his uh, one of his other mm-hmm. nice outfits. Yeah. And he's got a, like a slouchy hat. I don't think anything really matches the, the airport outfit because that one was like was, that was that was a striking color. Yeah. Yeah. Giant collar. It was it was it was paneled. Mm-hmm. It was all kinds yeah. of crazy. It was paneled. Yeah. He yeah. wears a lot of stuff that you. Chuck at one point that we said, see in this in these movies. Chuck like, at one point said I could pull that off. I did, yes. <laughs> oh, that's when he was wearing his fucking golf plaid plaid pants, pants yeah. and everything. Yeah, no, no. yeah. He looked right. like Rodney Dangerfield that, from. Caddyshack. So yeah, we 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 skipped that whole thing where he went to get a hotel room. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's hard to remember. It's hard the to remember yes, of a because lot of it's all this. just scenes. Yeah, but it's, like, yeah. it's like go over here, go over here. But anyway, let's finish the Zito thing because it's sure. like. Pam Greer is like, I will take you to get changed to play handball. We have some spare clothes and stuff, and apparently. They play some intense handball because it means like jock strapping it up. Yep. And he's like, he's completely naked, like in a locker about to get stuff. And it turns out Pam Greer is just sitting behind him because he just like turns around and like mm-hmm. <laughs> almost slaps her in the face, not with his hands. Yes. And um, and she's just watching him change. And he's like, oh, OK, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then he plays handball and he it, it's obvious all the people that play handball against the boss Zito are pretty much letting him win. And Bernie Casey's like. Nah, nah. <laughs> I've, he, I've, I've got a foot and a half on you. I'm going to beat the right. shit out of you. While also, I was a professional football player yeah. and you're this like doughy mob boss mm-hmm. piece of shit. Yeah. But I mean, like, also, I don't think he's just like trying to play to win. I think he's given this guy shit like he's just oh, yeah. super amped up and angry and doesn't know who killed his brother. So he might as well slap this guy around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving him the business under the pretense of yeah. ha- competitive handball. <laughs> Yeah, which uh, eventually has enough of that shit. And he's like, he sends Shaggin to hurt him. And he's just like, Bip, and then like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> which is real funny because like the dude's like, all right, get in here and take care of Bernie Casey. And Bernie Casey's just like, nope. And then that guy just stares at him as Bernie Casey walks out like the wait, What happened? Yeah, that was, that's it. That's we're done with this scene. Yeah. Let's move on to something else. But uh-huh. yes, he goes and gets I don't understand unless it's like part of the plan to figure out things. But he goes and gets like, we well, need a place to stay. But a he could have stayed at his brother's house. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but his niece was kind of just cold to him, and yeah, but it didn't sound like she was going to stay there because like that was the other I, thing. Yeah. It was like immediately she's like, he's like, where are you going to stay? And she's like, don't worry about it. I got friends. Well, also he kept looking out the he looked out the window and he was being shadowed sure. at the place. So he was like, I need to. So let's go to the seediest motel possible. But yeah, he gets. Like, I mean, this to be fair, this seedier. <laughs> this motel is the least seedy motel. Yeah. Of the CD motels that we've seen. Plus the employees fuck. <laughs> right, right. That's true. Everybody fucks. Yeah. yeah. But Yeah, because yeah. this is the, the place is run by Laurel, uh, who is Lisa Moore. Um, and she's like, Ooh, a man, let me show you to your room, sir. And it's like, 
here's the finest room we have. Flip on the one watt light bulb that's in this room. <laughs> right. The singular one watt white bulb. Yeah. White bulb. White bulb. Uh, mentions that they clean the toilet every day. So this is just the fanciest of rooms. Um, and she's into him. Like, she's oh, she, way fucking into him. Because he is just lounged back room. on the bed like jump on this baby you know and she's just, well this is what she shows on the bed is like it, it sleeps it sleeps too but parties four right <laughs> and then like at one point some drunk guy wanders in just like i need change for magic fingers dear i can't get my fuck on without it she's just like you get the hell out of here and that's right almost now. literally what he's and yeah just for point of reference because there are some younger people listening to this magic fingers mm-hmm. was a thing they, they had coin operated beds yeah. that like you put a quarter in and it vibrated for yeah. like 10 15 minutes you know those chairs you sit in at the they used to be disgusting <laughs> <laughs> they're still disgusting but yeah. they're no longer in seedy motels they're just right, in malls in the mall. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so yeah now he's got a hotel room and a potential mate shortly oh, thereafter mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh, fuck. Who, who all does he go see just... I, boy yeah I mean he, I guess uh, I guess it'd make more sense to, instead of like scene by scene let's party by party like who who the different groups of people are that he's investigating. Because at one point he does go um, catch back up with his niece mm-hmm. and she's just like hanging out in a drive-in with this piece of shit. Yep. You know, he's like, I'm going to fight you, Bertie Casey, even though, again, I'm a foot and a half shorter than you. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, Bertie, and Bertie Casey's, Casey's like, like giant here's man. seven bucks. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. You know, like, Apparent, well, what was funny is it looked like he handed her like seven bucks, but as they were walking away, they the were like they were 20, still counting 40, out loud. 60, yeah. Ooh, money. $80. And at some point, the very beginning of the counting he's like "Ooh, we got coke money right here yeah. and i don't know if that was like cocaine money or if that was coca-cola money but uh, he, he said blow so it, it, oh did he say blow money yeah, yeah yeah i don't know if he meant that that was money they could blow or money for cocaine. i think he meant drugs oh yeah i don't know if that meant money for drugs or, or money for <laughs> pharmaceuticals it's, it's important to buy it in small quantities because as soon as it's exposed to oxygen right, right. You know, yeah that's that's true yeah. and also you could probably get like 20 keys of cocaine for seven dollars in mm-hmm. the 70s yeah everything was well just like people then. make meth now out of like you know nyquil like back then you could just take actual coke and distill the cocaine out. <laughs> right right of mm-hmm. course no that's <laughs> a lot longer it checks out uh 60 years yeah um but yeah so he's gotten caught back up with her he has the used car salesmen are kind of circling around this movie like people decide to kind of fuck with them for some reason because it, it's it's weird because like I guess more importantly, there are two toughs that were the people following him around. Yeah. Um, at one point, he's driving down the highway and they're coming towards him. And I don't think they know that he's in this car yet. Right. Because he just he sticks the shotgun out the window and like full on just drive by like, I'm going to shoot birdshot into your windshield. And mm-hmm. they stop and are like, motherfucker. You know? Yeah. Huey, who is Roger Lee, he mostly gets out and is just like, you almost hit my hat. Yeah. How dare you almost hit my hat? <laughs> Roger Lee Mosley is really good. At this. I think this is what I think he encountered them in one of the first times he went to this Africa, America, and I'm not dropping an in there. I'm saying like, that's the name of this place. It is like a a nature preserve outside of LA that looks dangerous as fuck. Yeah. Well, because like the first, the, our first, like we don't know we're at this place. He's just driving through a windy deserty, you know, mountain road. And there's a fucking lion in the middle of the road. And we're like, well, there's first there. There are two like, lazy cougars and not like you know 40 year old women without a job um like 40 year old women are cougars now yes wow 
we're older that's than Cougars. Per- <laughs> okay. That's pretty much. I thought Cougar was like 50, 60 plus. Nah. I think it starts at 40. Cougars okay. are whatever you want them to be, man. Oh, <laughs> they're magical. <laughs> Cougars are your hopes and dreams. There's yeah. like this fat, lazy, like big cheeked Cougar. Yeah, there's one hefty like, Cougar. <laughs> like, I can't change you, dude. breathing heavy from looking up, that kind of, that kind of fat Cougar. Yeah. Um, that just like looks at him. And then there's a lion almost in the middle of the road that mm-hmm. just gets up like as if to salute Bernie Casey as he drives yeah. by. He just stands up and is yeah. like, but we don't know what, what's happening or where we are. This nope. is our introduction of like, why, why are there big cats here? Like I knew, I, I, I know that like in the hills of, of the Los Angeles area, they're like, they're mountain lions sure. and cougars mm-hmm. and shit. I saw Birdemic. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, go. eventually goes around the corner and, and, and we see a sign that it is like a, a thing. I don't, yeah, it just looks like the most dangerous place because mm. when he actually goes in, he's looking. This is where he's looking for Swift, I believe. Yeah. Um, and who's not there the first time, but right. he's just like walking around and there's a lady like feeding steaks to giant cats. And they're just like in these shitty little chain link fence yeah. cages. Like, Enough force would knock these things. Yeah. Down. Like and when she goes to pick up the tray of meat, like one of these things just kind of just charges at the cage like. Mm-hmm. Bitch, bring me that oh, meat. Oh, I thought everybody was going to die. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was scary. Yeah. And, and then, like, later there's just, like, other animals that are just, that should not be left to roam around, just roaming around with people just sitting around nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So she, he talks to her and she's like, yeah, uh, no, no information here. Uh, but all it does is establish this place. It'll come back up later. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so at one point he goes back to the hotel and as he's walking towards his room, uh, Laurel comes out and is just like, hey, I want to show you something. And then it's just like, uh, okay. So they go up to her room and they have the sex. <laughs> and it's just one of these several instances that Bernie Casey falls dick first into sex in this movie. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so weird because like the entirety of the people in this movie are coming at him and saying, get the fuck out of town right now. He's not doing shit. He's just wandering around. There's no sense of urgency to anything he's doing. Everyone acts like there is, mm-hmm. but so you feel like there's a sense well, of urgency. The only, the only ticking clock, per se, is that the two toughs, right after the funeral, like literally, he has just put his brother into the hearse. Mm-hmm. They are like, hey, now that you're done with your business, you should probably get the fuck out of here and go back to Oakland. Yeah. yeah that's the only like ticking clock right. is that these guys are like, yeah, you're done here. Go. Yeah. But they keep reminding him of that. And so, like, the next morning after the sex, uh, there's just somebody wailing on the door and it's Sam Laws and he's like, what's going on? He's like, they're here. They're down here. They have to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So he goes down to talk to them and they've brought a third dude. They've brought some Art Garfunkel looking dude who's in the back of their car and they're all just like, here's your plane ticket. You need to get the hell out of here. And he's like, no, fuck you. I'm not going anywhere. Suck on this plane ticket. Um, I like this move because um, one of the dudes like that's in the driver's seat is like, because they're like, you know they have words and it's like it's obviously about to be a fight mm-hmm. and i was like he catches this dude like as soon as he's getting out of the car he just kicks his door like with, with one leg out yep. and I'm that like, dude's down i'm like <laughs> that's a good fucking move i'm just i of all the action movies i've never seen somebody do that it's yeah. like why would you let someone get all the way out of the car before you start to fight him exactly. fuck him up with the car door yeah, yeah. uh roger lee mosley just takes off running mm-hmm. and so that's a little foot chase and Bernie casey eventually just fucking slams him into some trash yep. um and then drags him back into his hotel room to talk to him further. And Sam Laws is in the room as he's getting beat up and just like, get him, hit him, do it again, kill him. 
kill him, Bernie Casey. And he's just beating him up, asking for information. Like, just basically, like, who killed my brother? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, I don't know. Here's a name. And he like, actually says, like, I can't tell you. So it's like, oh, yeah. that means you know. So, yeah. So he just keeps beating on him. Mm-hmm. And then that leads him to something else, like maybe the porno theater. Yeah, I want to say, like, he goes, because he goes to see the porno producer guy first. Okay. Um, And before he gets dragged to the porno theater, because I think, um, shit no no he gets picked up by he Pam picked, yeah because like somehow this uh somehow a shootout this is a later scene i know because like mm-hmm. the toughs come after again and just start shooting at him yeah um and he gets away because pam greer just drives up and is like come on right and, and he hops in the car with her yeah and they're she, like you lucky motherfucker yeah she takes him to see uh fuck there's so many goddamn people in the fetus movie. sure i'll go with that theodis oliver yeah, i think that's I think so. theodis yeah theodis the i don't know theodis yeah yeah, yeah. well theater he he goes to see pam greer or no, he's in the car with Pam Greer, and she's like, "Well, first yeah, let's like, do weed, and then let's go to the porno theater because I want you to see my my work." That, that's after they meet the porno guy, though, because like they talk to him, and he's just like, "Oh, what are you doing back?" Because it's like it's again, it's like we kind of know each other. Like, what are you doing here? Oh, right, and, right, right. and all that stuff, and and he's got like an empty office building. Before that, he went to some dude's house, the porno producer. Mm-hmm. He went to that dude's oh, right, house yeah. first because there was his kid was having a party. And he just walks up while all these kids are being shuffled out. And then he's just in the house, like, tell me what I want to know. And he's yeah. like, I don't know you. And he's like, I think that was like a red herring thing. Like, like I think when he was wailing on the dude, he like gave him somebody's yes. name and it, and it had nothing to do with it. Because like, yeah, he like kind of sneaks in and is like, hey, and, and the guy's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, wait, you really don't know me. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, yeah, I don't know you. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So he he, he yeah. pushes that guy and the wife comes at him with a, with a fire poker. And he's just like, be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. So yeah, that from there, Pam Greer, porn theater, where it's porno movie um, that she's in called Young Blood, which also has a Stargrove theme song. <laughs> yeah, which it, it might be our first Stargrove Inception. It, yeah, sort of. it's it's all with it. Yeah, Stargrove within a Stargrove. It's weird. So basically, blah blah blah. Pam Greer titties. Um, no, wait, he had sex with Pam Greer first. Yeah, he had sex with Pam Greer first, <laughs> and, he, and he went to see the other, like, the actual, because, like, it turns out Zito's in the porn, too, but, mm-hmm. like, there was one guy who's, like, who had, like I said, had an office floor, who's yeah. like, I'm turning this into a theater, yeah. and and it's like, if they don't like the movie, they can come over here and watch the city and stuff, <laughs> and then, like, he, you know, when they left there, that's when he's like, why are you taking me to the scene ground? And she's like, I gotta show you something. Takes right. him to the porno theater. Okay, right. They watch Young Blood. Yes. We have the the Stargrove theme song, uh-huh. and turns out turns out the titular Youngblood is his niece Rochelle, and, and he's just like he's very angry while he's watching this, and she's like, "Why aren't you into this?" And then yeah, eventually he gets up, leaves, storms outside, and gets mighty kind of signed, sort of violent with her outside, and just like a little yeah. bit because you know he's who like, she was, and she's like, "Yeah, Rochelle, some girl off the street." He's like, "Do you know her last name?" She's like, "No." He's like, "It's you know, with Thacket, Tacket, just like me." It's like, I okay, so. One, I'm totally on board for Bernie Casey raging out at this point because this is this is this is the thing like this is like all the pieces have been put into place. He gets it now. What the fuck? All of you people are need to fucking die. Mm -hmm. He's pissed. He's super fucking pissed. And you can you can feel that coming from him. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little weird that there's as much anger towards Pam Greer. Yes, that's what I don't quite understand, because Pam Greer, while involved in this, doesn't seem to be an evil character or any no. kind of like nefarious person just mm-hmm. a person involved in this industry and he takes it out on her in just the worst ways like so yeah he's yelling at her for information she's not giving it he's beating her around well he slaps he, to be fair he only he does slap her one time but it's not like he's like beating the shit out of yes. her yes uh, he's like shaking her a lot and like yeah. tell me you know that kind of thing and then 
he pushes her up the street to get to her car and then the next shot you see is just him driving her car and you're like wait <laughs> he, he stole her car okay. yes and then that's when uh roger lee e. mosley and the other dude show back up again and shoot at him a couple times uh which hits the the trunk and i don't know he gets away somehow yeah, he just, just kind of ducks behind and they're like take a, you know they just take a right i is do, do we know who it is that comes out of the house because i hmm do we see that it's him like specifically because we see somebody come out of the house shoots at him and then like just t- takes off yeah because that's when he goes in and finds rochelle dead right in i i in her I, house i guess what, where she was staying I, right i think it was implied that it was what's his name I, you know, i'm just saying it could have also been the scumbag younger kid she was hanging out with i you know because you don't know how deep this actually goes yeah but anyway somebody just murdered her so now he's 110 percent pissed mm-hmm. um she's in the trunk by the way yeah turns out yeah because he goes back outside <laughs> after fighting his dead niece and then opens up the trunk and it's just like you still alive in there pam Greer? because i should probably check since they shot at the trunk yeah she is i figured he was going to open the trunk to a dead pam Greer, and that would be like oh you got dead because of this yeah, oh well it's a little died but yeah no. Yeah, she's okay, and he's just like, all right, cool, you're still in there, slams the trunk, and then goes about his business again, which includes going to the big game preserve thing. Yes, he goes back. Goes back there, hitting the dirt roads really hard, just like, I think there was a little bit of a car chase with her in the back, too. Like, there was something, I, I don't know. Maybe a little bit, but anyway, like, he gets there, and that's where Swift yeah, is. Yeah, he finally isn't caught back up with Swift, and, and he just kind of gives a speech of, like, we used to really respect you, you're a veteran, like, you did all this stuff, and mm-hmm. now it's like, you're a fucking porn dude, and you're shoveling shit for elephants, because <laughs> while this scene is happening, like, he is confronting this uh, guy, and there are two elephants, like, a what looks to be a mama and a baby, or, you know, not a baby baby, but a yes, juvenile, a, kid, a, a juvenile. smaller one, yeah. Just in the background, upstaging the fuck out of them in the scene. Absolutely. Including at one point, the big, like the mama picks up a big ass, like, bundle of hay from the ground and just goes, whee, jumps it all over the little one. And then the little one's like, yay, hay's on me. And then the adult one just shuffles back and forth the entire time. Like, it it literally starts Stevie wondering. Yeah. It's just, it it is just going back and forth. Yeah. It's just, I'm in this, I'm in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do now? <laughs> and again, I mean, obviously these are two tame as trained elephants, yes. but in a actual like zoo thing, you wouldn't turn your backs on elephants like no. this. Like they just like sit on a bucket while a couple of elephants are standing behind yeah. you because well, they at, will murder you. I'm as just saying, he walked like, in, the lady who was there before feeding the tigers is fucking feeding a rhinoceros by hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> so real quick, from what I've been able to, to research in the last few minutes. Uh-huh. Okay is it looks like this is a place called Africa, USA. Okay. Well, all right. That was like a an animal like training and rescue place. Was it like the Roar Island? <laughs> yes. And Why don't what you go I back also, to your home on Roar Island? What I also found was that Shambhala, like this this could be either Shambhala, which is the, the Roar Foundation's uh-huh. thing, yeah. or Africa, USA. Uh-huh. I think it le- I'm leaning towards Africa, USA because the sign that said Africa, America. Mm-hmm. Um, but Makes sense. It's wild. Like they had like trained fighting animals not not trained to hurt each other but trained to look like they were fighting for tv and stuff and okay. like there's a whole so just look up africa usa and and be be amazed be amazed yeah okay <laughs> be amazed and then while, while you're at it look up um shambhala okay and be frightened because right. there are still people yeah. nearly dying from the after effects of roar <laughs> from the malls of shambhala <laughs> yes <laughs> malls. that's your three dog night joke of the night mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh it, the, the first time he are you went- slipping in a three dog night joke every every 456 every no, they, these- they don't have that many songs <laughs> well 
I don't know. You could yeah. be referencing deep cuts, deep yeah. cuts, <laughs> lyrics, uh, their the, personal preferences. The, the first time he went to that place, he, the the girl told him, "Yeah, but if you go over there, there's a some thing that you can go to." And a Zulu over, village. Yeah, and over there is where uh, Ervel is either living or hanging out or something, and they just walk around like this. I don't know where the fuck they are. The weird thing that's Watts Towers. Yeah, that is like it doesn't look like that these days um <laughs> but yeah because i was looking through the locations for the movie trying mm-hmm. to figure out where this you know strange Africa, usa, Africa, was. USA <laughs> thing was and that's watts towers yeah um so somehow they get from way outside of la to watts towers within the span of 17 seconds movie and then magic. they're back it's, yeah, yeah, it's amazing yeah but so anyway the elephants upstage the scene uh, but and 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 he, and he murders swift he does he basically is just like uh, because at this point, like, you know, he's found his and he's dead. He knows he's involved. He's just, he's, he's on a murder rage thing. Mm-hmm. And he shoots this dude in the back of the head. Like, he's like, walks away, like, I'm so disappointed in you. And then, blam. Yeah. Um, but that guy has enough wherewithal to give Bernie Casey a look like, how could you? While his face is obliterated. <laughs> he just looks at him like, I can't believe you fucking shot me in the face. Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's because it was only a paintball gun. Yeah, well, yes. This is one of those movies where it just mm-hmm. it is splattering red. Uh, Bernie Casey driving out of the place uh, doesn't quite get all the way out. He stops the car. Uh, let's Pam Gur out of the trunk. Let's Pam Gur out, and he's like, okay, uh, either you run or I'm going to shoot you in the head. And she's like, okay, I'll run. So she does. Yep. And he's like, well, I'm, my work here is done. Bye. And then... Turns uh, out he didn't actually leave. No. All of Africa, America, USA, you know, whatever... Mm-hmm. Um, no, because yeah, she's just like, well, this is this is a desert and this sucks, and I'm walking along, and then a mother lioness is like, "Hey, Pam Greer, yep, <laughs> I bet you taste like coffee." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's a it's a moment that is directly out of roar. Like uh-huh. this thing, and I don't know if it's real Pam Greer or not. Like There's no I, way, <laughs> I don't know who it is, but whoever it is gets fucking tackled yep. by a lioness. Yep, and it looks like they're getting eaten to death. Yep, it's mm-hmm. real uncomfortable. Yep. Rest in peace, that person. <laughs> right. Yeah, because we it, know it, Pam Greer made it, but it uh, eventually, yeah, it gets to a point where it's like, mm, let me nom on the stomach, uh-huh. straight for the soft gut. Yeah, yeah. that's the best yeah. part. I mean, if they were so good at training people at Africa U.S. or training animals at Africa USA, apparently, you know, they maybe mm-hmm. wouldn't die like they would in Shambhala, but mm-hmm. Shambhala. Uh, so he goes back to the hotel at one point to get uh, Laurel's gun. He gets her gun from behind the counter. Oh, that was also, even before this. He, he loaded up yeah, before, but for his murder. That's the gun that he used to yeah. shoot all of the people he shot but so far. But he also had, at one point, had sex with her again. Like, after the bad guys came and busted up his room and busted her up and everything. And he's like, they're having an antagonizing conversation back and forth about, like, you're the reason they did this. And, yeah, but I also got beat up and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, ain't no thing, baby. And then they fuck again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, when he comes back for the gun... She's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, look, you're the only one left. Let's keep it that way, (laughs) which is a hell of a thing to say in a movie like this, because usually people don't acknowledge the fact that everyone, the hero fucks, ends up dead. Well, that's also a bit of a threat. Um, Sure. And it was also 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 implied, I think, that they had killed the woman that that uh, the porno woman back in Oakland that he kept calling. It was implied that they they killed her. Yeah. At the very least, they told her husband that he w- right. that he had been fucking her. Yeah, because I mean, it could be like you know, you're you're spared from the James Bond death, 
or it could be like you're the only one not tied up in this shit because like literally everyone else I know and I have met is somehow involved in all of this in yeah. some weird way. Yeah. And she, because yeah. eventually he is now pieced it together. It's like it's Zito put the hit out on his brother because his brother, well, his brother kind of went nuts when he found out about the Zito put on the porn, the made the young blood picture. Um, and uh, Shag is the guy who found his niece mm-hmm. and rec- recruited her. Yeah. Um, so his plan is like, he basically calls the Tufts from Oliver and says, like, some things about, like, you know, you should get a real job. Or Zito says you should get a real job or something like that. And they're like, oh, well, fuck that guy. And then, um, and so, like, he's basically pitted them against them. He's like, you you go and murder them. Well, because he's killed their boss by hanging him in the porno theater. And then they come in and are like, oh, shit. And then he's calling the phone. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes way more sense. I, I totally thought it was... um hanging because i thought it was sam laws hanging in the theater no no no. i was like i was like he got beat up at one point and he's being nursed back to health we never see him again right right i know what that makes so much more sense because i totally thought it was him hanging there and i was like why did they murder him yeah no no okay okay so the porno guy so bernie casey murdered oliver hung him in the theater and they come and find him and and he and then he calls him on the phone and says hey man you're you're (laughs) yeah zito says you're gonna be a new boss hi (laughs) okay that makes so much more so much more sense all right yeah. So, so yeah, they're like they're on their way to murder Zito, and yeah, they're he he knows exactly where they are because he goes back to the um the prostitution house. Yes, and uh, like, and let me speak to Ravel. And, and it's like they you know they booked a Zito's booked a private party. Everyone's gone, mm-hmm. so he's like, well, I know where they are, and basically just sends these guys off to murder yep. pretty much everyone there, which is what they including do. some of the prostitutes. Like but a lot of the prostitutes, ex- you know, are fine. Like they're just like we're not here to shoot you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. scurry off. But well, um, Ravel gets it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Ervell is partly to to blame for sure. all this, so sure. she yeah, kind of okay. deserves right. it. It's yeah. All out. Yeah. She uh, was I, like she I was like, in fact in the in the, in the hot tub. in the young blood scene, hot tub. like in the mm. in the bit of yes, young blood yes. that they showed. Correct. She was holding Rochelle down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so. Uh, yeah. 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 All out. But she's the one that gets murdered in the hot tub. And the best thing about this is like <laughs> the dude comes in and just like murders the Italian guy and and Rochelle that are in the hot tub. Yeah. And then like after they're both dead, he goes and like turns it on full blast and walks out. Yep. Yeah. So it's just like it pushes so it, make it pushes, a, make pushes them in the center of the in the hot tub, and then they're just like mm-hmm. their dead bodies are just bubbling around. One guy just pops into the handball court. The two dudes are just in there <laughs> playing handball. Just sprays the room yeah. with bullets. There's and a lot dead. of good like '70s action movie spray, yeah. like mm-hmm. automatic gunfire spray. It's yep. Good. Uh, and yeah, they murder Zito. Like he, Zito he, gets, he begs for his life, but he gets like a all, bajillion bullets. All in. five guns. Yeah, <laughs> he gets. Uh, it's like a gallon of tempera paint is sprayed on him. Yes. So it's yeah, good. he's dead. They're and all. So dead. really, all that's left is like he had also called um, Zito the night before and was like, "Hey, I, I I know everything that happened, and I will let it go if you give me Shag." Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know. I need him to make an early delivery at 6 a.m. at yes. the whatever foundry place, <laughs> right. you know, because I got an early fight. He's like, oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Zito's, you know, trying to protect his own ass, right. so he agrees so, yeah, to it. So, yeah, so he's like, I know they'll take care of all of them, and then he's just like, it's just me and Shag, and he just goes to this refinery place and is waiting for him, mm-hmm. and then they have sort of an extended chase. Like, he's just got his, he's got his double-barrel shotgun and offers the guy a drink, and he's like, fuck that, I'm running, and <laughs> so runs like... All through this like conveyor belt thing mm-hmm. and stuff, and then eventually like sort of slips and falls into a train car full of like coal or gravel or something. Well, this he is catches, like a coal conveyor yeah, of some sort. I don't know how it, he catches up to him at one point, and they have a back and forth where uh, oh, he's like, yeah, you got a taste for it. And blah, yeah, blah, and Shag's just like, I'm not gonna die in front. Of, he's like, no, I'm not gonna die in front of you. Are you crazy? I'm not doing that, you know. And he's just, 
he, he jumps down into this yeah you know, it coal falls conveyor. as he gets shot one time like in the leg or something mm-hmm. this actor takes a pretty significant fall down into this coal train car and then he's just coal like train? It, yeah <laughs> and then he's just Woo. shouting at bernie casey just fuck you man and then as the train slowly rolls under where bernie casey is bernie casey just shotguns him in the chest and he's dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then zeno before dying had also made a call mm-hmm. <laughs> man there's so many so many pieces in this movie yep but he made a call to a dirty cop who mm-hmm. is um please tell me his name uh yeah. guy from die hard <laughs> well yeah and like uh breakfast club right uh, the, uh paul gleason yes Holy shit! I didn't even look that up. It just Good popped job. in my head. Thank you. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he Who must a... be a friend of George Armitage because he also popped up in Vigilante Force mm-hmm. just as guy, and yeah. you know, it's just like all right. But yeah, he makes He's a also call like to... twenty years old. In yeah. This. yeah, he makes a call to Dirty Cop Paul Gleason. Um, Dirty Cop Paul, and Gleason. I guess he was like, you know, take this guy out. And I, I don't understand how Paul Gleason knew he was. This was the time he's going to go to the beach and and throw his brother's ashes ash box. We didn't even mention that he got uh, cremated and got into this little tiny box, but yeah. Um, said so like R.E.P. brother or something like that, but mm-hmm. brother. It, yeah, <laughs> it was just like uh, it was his name and it his said R.I.P. underneath. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. but it's an yeah. appropriately sized box. But like he he's like got a sniper rifle on him and is about to shoot him, and then like I guess he hears his car radio or whatever. It's like he knew he was going to be at the the, the refinery. Yeah, Zito but, told him, but or whatever like was, was the ocean? I mean, I know there was water right there by the refinery. Well, but he, he just he followed him. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Right. he just, followed him. Okay. Just followed okay. Him. Yeah, but yeah, he he's got him in the crosshairs. He's about to shoot him, and I guess his car radio is on, and he hears that, or his police radio is like, you know. Multiple, well, he fears like he fears hears like multiple homicides. He's like, whatever, and then yeah, he hears at, multiple at Zito, homicides at Zito's, at Zito's house, and he's, he's like, like mm. yeah, still whatever. And then the he's radio's like, like oh. Zito's dead, and he's like, I'm yeah, free. Well, never mind. <laughs> I don't have to do yeah. this. Our, our hero sort of almost got murdered at the yeah. end of the movie, and then didn't. Wh- then. Which the era that this movie came out he could have very easily had been shot and that's how the movie would have ended yeah. because that's what the fucking 70s were all about mm-hmm. um but yeah no he the, the paul easy gleason, writer ender, ending, yeah, like, yeah yeah but paul gleason is just like i i don't i don't have i don't work for anybody in the, anymore i'm a good cop again <laughs> and goes about his business and bernie casey chucks his brother's <laughs> ash box he just throws the fucking box yeah mm-hmm. he must have seen uh big lebowski he probably did yeah, yeah. He time traveled, watched mm-hmm. the Big Lebowski, knew what because it was happen. a windy day. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to open that yeah. Ziploc so bag. He flings that into the ocean. It was a coffee, then, coffee can. Big Lebowski was a coffee can. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was like a, a Ziploc bag. Coffee got coffee canned can. like two scenes earlier by the line. Uh, <laughs> 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 I got Nicely yeah. done, Chuck. Hey. We're, We're just bringing swing. the coffee jokes. Mm-hmm. Right I got it. Uh, yeah. The movie ends. <laughs> movie yeah, ends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some so, some funk and like nine seconds of credits before we go dark. Yeah. Here's the cast. Mm-hmm. Go. Home. I know we I know we skipped stuff. I'm trying to think if there's anything important we skipped. Probably. Uh, we skipped. Um. Uh. What's her name? Uh. Laurel's uh motto in life about how she likes her men. Oh yeah. All oh, right. Proud and erect. Yep. I mean. I mean, she's not wrong. No. <laughs> It comes up uh, a couple times after <laughs> that. And it stays yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's where Bernie Casey is ready to go at a moment's note just for any... So am I. <laughs> yeah, really. What are you, like a like, you know, like a crank start or something? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I have to use the Reebok pump. <laughs> right. I had it installed. Uh Chuck's got to fill out a, a, a fucking nineties year gotta, old. Got to um, put a prop on your cock like the Wright brothers. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this is a rubber band. Gotta, he's got to let it warm up. You gotta yeah. Wind it, but first he's got to fill out forms mm-hmm. and submit them to the 
yeah. It's like the old, you know, toy cars that you have to pull them back and then... <laughs> you know, this TP-ness report. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. It's solar powered, actually. I have to, be, I have to oh, yeah. hang it out oh, in the sun for a you while. You like fucking Superman? You go lay out in the sun to charge your dick up? I can't get hard without the red sun of Krypton. <laughs> All right. Anyway. S- stop talking about my dick. All right. <laughs> I mean, or else I'm just going to whip it out. <laughs> I mean, we're, you know. Yeah, I'm done talking. Now. Okay, good. Yeah. Good so, night, everyone. Yep. We're going to see Chuck's dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, Double Stargrove, right? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, the weirdest Stargrove. I mean, I will. I will say this about. <laughs> I feel like our Stargrove standards have gotten real low. Like, if there's any mention of anything that happens, even remotely related to the movie, we're just yes. like, oh, I'll give it a Stargrove. Yes. Um, having said that, I don't know how much this this movie's theme gets a Stargrove. It's fairly generic. I, I agree because it's just it's Hitman. What you're gonna do about the situation? That's the main lyric. Yeah, it's not like Hitman goes yeah. to a shitty motel, gets laid by the proprietor. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, but the whole movie is what is Hitman going to do about this situation? <laughs> That's why right. I think you're being a uh, way too liberal I'm gonna about allow the... it because the Youngblood Stargrove Inception was so spot on. Yeah, but I was gonna. Yeah, it should get it for the Youngblood thing mm-hmm. as a very weird, like meta Stargrove, not necessarily for the main theme. I'm just awarding it the whole movie, I will say by Stargrove standards, the main Hitman theme, it's a little weak on the Stargroviness. It's However, only got one lyric. It's also catchy, though. It's like Bucktown. It's it is. like, yeah, but okay, then they just stop talking about anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Other ratings. Yes. Uh, Incent Award. No. No. Yeah. No. Nobody no. freaks out. No. I feel like we haven't given out an instant award in the yeah, yeah, freak yeah, nobody's really freaked out like they should. Yeah. Why hasn't anyone freaked out? You're welcome. Uh I I'm guess calm now. I guess it goes since no one else wants to. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh this is a this is a weird one because like it's a it's a it's a movie that to talk about is kind of sounds incoherent. I mean, but and it, and it sort of is for the first. It is until you start minutes. to piece it together. I mean, it's almost like a Shane Black movie in that way, where it's like you know, the Shane Black movies are like you're entertained until you understand what's happening. This one's like I'm a little lost, and then okay, people, all right, this all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. But I was still entertained, like with everything that was happening. It was, I know a little bit of it is like the the just kind of gawking at the 70s and like, man, things were fucking crazy then, weren't they? Um, but I will kind of never not be entertained by these little time capsule things of the era and culture and places and phrases and, man, there's just there's some really good crazy slang in this movie and it's fun. So, yeah, and I still don't know what put your wallet in your mouth when you take a shower means. <laughs> I, I believe that it means that like... <laughs> Your the area or situation is so shady mm-hmm. that if you leave your wallet when you're trying to take a shower, right. someone is going to come along and steal it. So hold, put your wallet in your mouth so you can have your hands mm-hmm. free to shower, and also watch your cornhole. Yes, um, but yeah, I mean, having said all that, it sounds weird because of other movies I've given you. I'm going to go four jocks. I liked this movie a lot. Like I, I can't put my finger on it. It was just it was fun. Now, the dogfight thing is, ugh, but yeah. I I'm kind of with this like 
scary ass nature preserve thing <laughs> like i mean it's just it's frightening and interesting in the way roar was and it's like <laughs> it's just i don't know as far as like the animal things it kind of sort of made up for it and made me sort of forget about it because it's like oh now we got some real animal danger here and you know involving people and yeah. stuff but yeah i don't i don't like know the crew could die. like there, there, there's nothing <laughs> one thing i can point to like there's no like amazing action sequence or anything it's just like i enjoyed the hell out of like this journey in this weird little movie mm -hmm. there's nothing like oh my god that scene or oh my god that scene it was just like it's just a collectiveness of bernie casey's a badass it works for me and i, I don't know i can't explain any better than that it's a, it's a strange four jocks because like normally it's like oh yeah man this scene and that was amazing and mm -hmm. yeah there's mm -hmm. just, there's no one thing it's just it's a kind of a collective i will go next i think um i'm gonna kind of talk through figuring out what my rating is because i'm I'm pretty sure I'm not at a four, but these little like snapshots of certain eras, like 70s LA looks rad. It's not like 70s New York where it's all dirty and fucking disgusting. 70s LA is like hip and up and coming and parts of it are a little bit dirty-ish, but it's not the like festering shithole that 70s New York was. Yeah, I'm um, surprised we got out of 70s New York. Yeah. 70s LA looked like, yeah, man, some shit probably came out of 70s yeah, LA. There's some cool shit down yeah. there. Like, narratively, this is a little bit of a mess. It, especially, like I've said a couple times, the first, like, 45 to 60 minutes, it feels like we're just, like, we're just watching uh, an, an, something happen at another location with no, you know, rhyme or reason behind it. And the movie knows what's up. And maybe one or two of the characters knows what's up, but it doesn't seem like Bernie Casey has any idea why he's going to do going to any of these places either. Um, and then magically it all comes together at the end. Like we all, everybody figures it out at the same time. The audience figures it out at the same time as Bernie Casey. And it's just a little bit disjointed, but I really like all the actors and their acting in this. Like, um, like Sam Laws, I really liked Sam Laws. I thought he was he was pretty excellent. Um, oh, Roger Roger E. Mosley, mm -hmm. um, Huey. They're all just like super good characters, and Bernie Casey is cool as shit. It's fun to watch these things happen, even though you're not really sure why a lot of it is happening and or where it's going or what it's doing. And then somebody almost dies from a from a lioness. So I guess three jocks. I guess I'll put three jocks on it. Okay. Um, if you watch it, it's not going to be like an easy, easy watch. I don't think uh, from the beginning, it's just going to be a little bit. If you stick with it, it'll feel like it's paid off more than it feels like it will. I guess that's an odd way of saying it, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Also, there's a <laughs> one more thing. There's a yellow cab in the beginning of this movie, and mm -hmm. I don't remember what car it is, but it's this like. It's not your typical yellow cab. No, it's just this big ass '70s like something like a charger or a Pontiac or something, but it's a big funky looking four door. It almost looks like they took a coupe and put an ex <laughs> put an extra pair of doors on it or something. It's, <laughs> it's wild looking, but I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. Strange things. Yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with Harlow. I'm going to give it four jocks. Uh, this, I was on board with this thing from the beginning, just like the vibe of this movie. I was like, yeah, I'm in. Let's where is this going? And just sitting there, I could recognize like 45 minutes in. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I literally have no idea what's happening. Like, I mean, I understand the general plot, but it's it just seems like everyone has 
vastly different character motivations. Like the bad guys want him out of town, but he doesn't seem to understand why. And he's not in a rush to figure anything out. So why this ticking clock has been imposed on him where he's not in any way rushing to figure out anything. But the bad guys won't even say why he has to get out of town. They're just like, you got to go. And he's like, nah, nah, (laughs) I must stay. And they're like, all right. But Whatever. you gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a plane ticket. Right. He crumpled. No. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll, we'll see you next time. Next time. <laughs> I I feel like the 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 porno theater scene emotionally is a really good bit, except for the fact like when the reveal happens, I understand his reaction to it. I don't understand what he's reacting to. Aside from seeing his niece in the film, it seemed like he put it all together in that moment, but it still seems like you got to make three or four more leaps to get to why his brother died because of that. I think it's just because he's seeing all the people on the like sure. seeing the um, what's her for weird name the weird name uh, Ervell yes Ervel. seeing Ervell involved it right. was like ah oh, fuck like, okay oh okay Ervell Ervell mm-hmm. knows about it mm-hmm. yeah. Swift there. Swift knows yeah. about it okay. yeah. Rochelle knows about it mm-hmm. none of these people have been telling me a motherfucking thing yeah and now my brother's dead. Hmm. I know. I just I feel like that in a moderate in like in a, in a movie that came out today, watching that clip in that porno theater would have put all the pieces exactly into place. It would have just all clicked like immediately. And this was still like, yeah, but I get why you're mad about all that. But you but your brother like he's not in this. And why is he like, how are you making this leap? I, oh, I, I mean, I feel like as soon as he saw his niece there, it was like, hey, I'm upset. I'm sad that she's here. But he found out about it. I mean, because like, you know, that's everyone was talking about like, oh, yeah, he was emotional and talking about killing himself. And it's like, no, he wasn't in that headspace. Right. And it's like, oh, well, if he found out about I, this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I just feel like the big reveal could have been bigger. Sure. sure. It should have been bigger. Um, anyway, yeah. if it had been made today, it would have been something really gross, like his brother and his kid in the movie together or something. It would just been something horrific. And Nick cage would have had to yell at the screen or whatever he does in eight millimeter. But yeah, it, it this, the, the, just the entire vibe of this movie is exactly what I've, I've been wanting. You know, it's the thing that I was worried that we had seen all of, like mm-hmm. there weren't going to be any more of these. This is another one of these where it's just like, man, that is a good time. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, I, I would, I would cut that dog scene right out. Like I want no part of that. And if I ever watch this again, I will skip right the fuck past that. But everything else, man, it's good. You know? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's take a break. Shall we? All right, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast. Second half. Man, got some stuff to cover. We let's, do. Let's get we to do. it. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw the newest movie because it's in a theater and it's less than a week old. I went and saw Alita, Battle Angel. Ah, you saw a Japanimation movie. I did. I saw an an anime film thing. Anime film. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, <laughs> first off, I like... On the surface, like seeing the previous, I was just like, eh, I'll probably see it because it's Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron making a thing together. Yeah. Um, other than that, I was just like, yeah, maybe. 
kind of deal. And I just I found myself with a day off on a weekday. Um, thanks, dead presidents. Um, and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'll, I I can go see this movie. Um, turns out I really really enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Um, I know absolutely nothing about the source material, and I feel like that doesn't matter. Um, because I, I feel like this movie has one of the best world building first acts I've seen in forever. Um, part of that could have been coming off the Bamcast extra movie I had watched the day before. Yeah. Um, of talking about terrible world building and then just like, I don't know, figure this shit out. It doesn't make any sense. Uh huh. Um, and then crawl. Yeah. Uh, just cause so you're paying attention cause I know crawl. some people listen to this at different points in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, having watched that the day before it was like, wow, this is a terrible example of world building. Mm-hmm. And Alita is a fantastic example of world building. Like by the end of the first act, you're like, got this, let's do this. Like I, I know what's happening. It's crazy, but I, I am, I am in. Okay. Uh, it i'm not saying it's perfect like it's got a couple of like near cringy moments like there's one or two scenes it's just like ah that doesn't play like you think it should have played um but by and large it's 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 really good okay uh trying to think what else is important without being spoilery uh the eyes the eyes yeah like so like uh, alita herself is a is a unusual character design is Um, she a battle angel uh eventually okay (laughs) she becomes a battle angel okay um yeah i mean the uh the quote-unquote uncanny valley cg-ness of her fades after like two minutes like at most like it's just like very shortly into the movie you're just like yep that that is a that is a person or a you know the, is she that, the only one with weird eyes in this? I haven't seen the trailer or anything yeah, other than yeah. The only thing I've seen is um, like a poster, and mm-hmm. there's a fucking Arizona iced tea can that has oh. Alita <laughs> Battle Angel on it, which really confused me. Yeah, it is strange. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, they 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 did a fantastic work uh, job with her. Like, I mean, uh, like I I feel like Rosa Salazar is it's weird because like. I thought she's. I I have thought she was really good for a while, and it's always one of those like. I wonder why she doesn't get more like bigger roles. You know, mm-hmm. like I just like where I've seen her, I'm like you're really good, and you should be in more things. And this is, I think, the first time I ever seen her in anything where it's like you're the star. You know, and then it's still like okay, well you're 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 the star, but you're gonna look weird. <laughs> you know, you're gonna kind of look like you, but we're gonna give you big eyes, and you know you're gonna be slightly more plasticky than you actually are because you're supposed to be an android. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, that's that's not a spoiler at all. Like, like literally, like the I don't know the beginning of this movie. He finds part of her in a scrap heap, and or Christoph Waltz that is, and, and reassembles her. Well, I so, didn't even know Christoph Waltz was in it. Oh, well, now you so do. Now I'm double spoiled. Yeah, I can tell you the rest I'm of the cast too if you'd like. Pretty mad. Um, but no, the cast is good. Like there there are people in it that like I didn't even know were going to be in it, so I'm not going to spoil them because it's like it's fun when they show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the main ones that you know you've seen in every trailer are her and christoph waltz um i think there might be some brief shots of a couple other somewhat you know bigger named people but you know, it's not important a lot of them are i was surprised kind of... to find out french stewart was in this yeah yeah well they just had to they had to counteract the eye thing you know right yeah uh, <laughs> bring, balance. Bring, bring balance to the force um uh, but no like <laughs> I, I read something that was like what what they did, like the, just the, the leaps and bounds in, in, in technology that they've made from like even something like Avatar till now is like they put as much 
detail in her eyes alone that they put in the entirety of the Navi and, and Avatar. Like, huh. that like this, this, that this movie was like the, the digital files were like 94 petabytes or some insane amount of data hmm. that like just stop like, it, James, you're going to clog up the tubes. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just, we don't like, have enough just room. something like just to think about that, like just, just like one eye had more detail than like the entirety of a, of a giant seven, 10 foot tall Smurf, you know, or whatever. But yeah. It's, it's it's just interesting. I, I, I'm saying it works. Like yeah. it, everything, you might look and go like, "Well, that's weird." I don't know if I'm going to like that. It melts immediately. Like it's it's really well done. Hmm. Um, yeah, and like I said, the the world is just cool. And like things that would normally be like anime cringy, if you try to do them live action, somehow clicked and totally worked for me in this. Like there is a thing in the world which, like I said, I'm going to say the what it's called and you're going to be like wow that sounds like a dumbass anime thing and, and how can you say that that works but it's like when they say it and when they do it in the in the context of the movie i was like fuck yes let's do this there is a sport called uh, motorball and it is basically like electronic you know go powered skates you know like self propelled skates and like sort of like roller derby slash basketball football <laughs> like cuz it's like full contact craziness oh, flip six three hole Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. You, you Starship Troopers. Yeah. 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 Sort of, but like you just know, like weird, but like rocket powered skate sports, versions yeah. of that, like going around this like giant track, and like when it starts happening in the context of the movie, you're like, yeah, okay, let's do this. It's fucking rad. Well, I mean, we've watched plenty of weird roller movies, mm-hmm. roller <laughs> sports movies. I feel like as a society, we are not doing our best to come up with these dumb new sports. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. W- like, when do we start these dumb new sports? I don't know. Well, we keep trying. Like, I'm pretty sure if, shit. if we could, if if people can make Quidditch happen, we'd be playing Quidditch right now. Sure. Like, there's a whole bunch of nerds be like, "How do we play Quidditch like tomorrow?" Yeah, and then they break. It's their like, yeah, you you need a Nimbus nine thousand because to have you haul your fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Dang. <laughs> I'd say, generally speaking, the Venn diagram of people that want to play Quidditch <laughs> are not equipped to play Quidditch. If Quidditch actually even existed, is my my point. I get you. Yeah. Dang, sick fucking burns on the Harry Potter fans. <laughs> Some Damn. fat broom. <laughs> you know, fucking like, a like broom. a fucking Zamboni. <laughs> flies around. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but no, I, Elite is good. <laughs> like I said, there's a, there's a couple of moments in it where it's like, that hey, was... Harry Potter nerds are fat and disgusting. And anyway, uh, Elite of Battle Angel yeah, was great. Whatever. I'm, I'm just... I'm, I like to take random un, untargeted burns at the nerd community because they equally will just... The, there, there is a segment of population that is like fuck everything about this movie, and it's like okay, why? It's like I don't like it. Okay, thanks for the constructive feedback there. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like the source material, yeah, because it was probably fucking stupid, and they probably <laughs> fixed it. You know, like I'm saying, Worked like an anime burn in there too. Good well, job. Sure, I, that's that's easy. <laughs> yeah, that's technically fish in a barrel there. How did? Uh. They really weave us open. How did Robert Rodriguez get this? Yeah, I, that's the other thing. Is like James Cameron's been trying to make this movie for twenty years. Uh, yeah, you know, Roro's got his and I think and everything. I don't know what James Cameron is. I, I guess he's still trying to make six more avatars he that, is, that yeah. he thinks the world wants. Um, so I guess it was like they actually I, they just wrapped like 
the photography, like the filming stuff of the four Avatar sequels. They're making four. Yeah. Sure, okay. sure they did. They, they, they said they filmed okay. all the live action stuff. That's done. Wow. And okay. now they just have to do all the CG. Oh, that'll take another 10 well, years. Well, yeah. I'm sure that's why. It was like, hey, I'm going to make Avatars until I well, die. And so, I mean, I get that. I get that James Cameron is too busy to do it. But oh, well, Robert Rodriguez, I mean, well, like he, Spy Kids 4. I was going to say, he has, as weird and goofy as it is, he has experience in all CG I mean, Everything. Did, did someone watch Spy Kids 3 and were like, man, you really nailed that CG world. <laughs> Make another one of those. But here's some Jim Cameron money. <laughs> I think that's I think because I, I mean, the thing is, is like Jim Cameron technology. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. As goofy as those are, I think he does. I think technically he did well, mm-hmm. like like a filmmaker would look at it and go. He worked with a near, you know, completely digital set with real people had them interact properly with the CG things. Yeah, it was, you know, it was done with literally like After Effects, you know, on a, on a Macintosh 2. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it's like, it's like, but, you know, it worked like, you know, it was Star Wars style. Like nothing felt like, oh, I'm, I'm not acting to anything, you know, like he did that part well. And then it was like, you're good at that. We'll handle the you know, making it all look good, yeah, I guess. You know? I, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I lo- I am a defender of Robert Rodriguez movies. Like, I believe I was on board with more of the Spy Kids movies than you were. Um, but like the last Machete movie looked like it was filmed in an airport Hilton. I mean, it just looked like they rented out a civic center for a day and were just like, pretend this is something big. Right. And it was just like, this dude's done. Like, he's just going to make smaller and smaller movies. He's going to be Jim Wynorski here pretty soon. Well, because that's I mean, well, that's just the thing that filmmakers do is that they they just get less and less budgets and then they never get that opportunity to just now here's two hundred million dollars. Make this thing. You know, it's it's weird. Got no problem with it. It just seems very strange to me. But good for him. I'm I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, they're assuming it makes enough money. There will definitely be a sequel. I mean, it is like cliffhanger ending. Oh, you know, like here, the, the rest of the story needs to be told. Do you think thing. they already filmed a sequel? I don't know. I feel like I feel like this one was a little bit of a crapshoot. I mean, who knows? I mean, as, as somebody pointed out, it's like Jim Cameron could fund an entire sequel if this lot made zero dollars. Right. You know, yes. like, you'd be like, well, I'll write a check. Go ahead and start the second one. Hey, we'll, go ahead. We'll, I'd, we'll, I'd like to see it. <laughs> I'm rolling the dice. China will save us. You know, <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I I don't know, but yeah, I I I went from like meh to like oh yeah, I I will immediately see the sequel when it comes out, kind of thing. So that's a pretty good turnaround. Yeah, you know, I've heard mostly good things. Like most of the people I've seen comment on Alita: Battle Angel that have seen it have said good things. So yeah. oh, the other thing because I'd never do this. Um, well, don't start just now. well the the time timing of when I wanted to go to the movie on Monday. Uh, and the fact that I have the AMC pass, so it doesn't matter what format I go see. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Dolby Cinema 3D. Okay. When yeah. I saw it, um, yeah, it's that's actually as far as 3D things go, it's pretty good. Like, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Avatar technology. Avatar tech that, should yeah. make for a, a good 3D yeah. 3D movie. I mean, I don't think they filmed it in 3D like they did at Avatar that I know of, but it looked good if it was all post production. I didn't really look up the specs because I think they. I thought they'd mostly stop filming things in actual 3D. Yeah, and just it was like, oh, we can do this all in post now. So don't mm-hmm. don't bring out a dual camera rig. <laughs> I don't know. But it looked pretty good. I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not changing my mind. Like I'm going back to 3D, but I was like, eh, let's see what Dolby 3D looks like. So, 
Good call. It was a, like a fatter set of glasses than your normal real D. Yeah, real, real D's nuts. <laughs> Thick. <Yeah>. They weren't <laughs> like, like, like you can't fold them. Like it's like they hand them to you and it's like these are glasses and you just have to go like okay I will put them on my face. Oh, so they're like science goggles. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> or they're like uh, the way 3D movies used to be. Like when you'd go to like the 4D adventure. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, but they were like. They had some heft to them, like, and you could easily have put them over real glasses too. Like they, okay. they were nice. So they're like the blue blockers of kind of yeah, three uh, <laughs> D glasses. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, I'm not trying to sell you on three D. It's just like I thought I'd mention. I happen to see it in three D. Okay, good, interesting. Good. Um, I don't have a good segue. Okay. Uh, so I saw Solo finally. Did you see it by yourself? I did. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I saw Solo. Solo. Um. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Solo is fine. I will start off with that. It is a fine movie. It may be good, might be slightly better than good. Uh you know, I'm not really sure where I'm going to where I'm going to land oh in that, but um <laughs> it's somewhere in that neighborhood of, you know, better than fine but not great. There are some choices that they made for Solo that I am unsure of. I don't I don't think Woody Harrelson belongs in a Star Wars universe. I love Woody Harrelson and I think his acting is good in this but I don't think Woody Harrelson belongs in a Star Wars universe it he's really jarring to me like is he jar jarring not quite Um, (laughs) he's just Woody Harrelson all the time and you need you need Woody Harrelson to be a character not Woody Harrelson playing Woody Harrelson you know um, he does not meld into this movie. He stands out like somebody pasted a goofy, slightly ambiguous country weird voice. It's like if you'd put Nick Cage into a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's it. It doesn't fit. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It just doesn't. It. I watched this shit out of that. <laughs> Only because it would be fucking weird. It would be a spectacle. And that's what that's what Woody Harrelson in this movie is, I think, a All spectacle. Right. I don't think he's particularly well suited for it. Even though he gives it his best and he turns in a performance that is fine. It just doesn't it doesn't mesh for me. I kind of feel the same way about Amelia Clark in this movie. Like I like her. I think she did a fine job, a fine acting job. I just don't know how to not see Daenerys Targaryen when I see Amelia Clark on screen at this point in my life because we've had seven years of her being you know the seven years of Game of Thrones seeing Amelia Clark and I just don't it could be just me but I have a hard time sort of separating her from you know from that role I don't think they did anything to help with that because she's got almost the same accent and she doesn't do a whole lot of emoting for a long for a lot of this movie but she's fine she does a i guess a fine job it's just it, it doesn't feel natural to me i guess i don't know um i thought alden i, I keep wanting to sit i keep thinking that it's aiden ehrenreich but alden ehrenreich mm-hmm. i think it's pretty good um if i had never seen Harrison Ford is Han Solo. I think he would make a perfectly fine Han Solo. I, it's not the Han Solo that I'm used to, but sort of as the character. Like, if I feel like he works on the same level that Chris Pine works to 
William Shatner. It's like, yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't look anything like him, but you kind of eventually have the swagger going on. Yeah, he's that's, got that's the, why it works for me. Yeah, he's got mm-hmm. the right attitude. Um, I think he. It seems like he gets the character well enough. Um, I shouldn't say well enough. That sounds more dismissive than I mean. Like he gets the character well, so um, he does a good job with that. I think there are a couple things about character origin that feel really forced. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the origin of his name is is real dumb, I think. Um, it's dumb in, the, in a dismissive way. I, of that's just why like, I feel like it's just cares? like it's a throwaway line, but it's like it's still dumb. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Right. Like, who cares? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's basically explaining that, you know, it's dumb for a loner character to be named that. Yeah. Just like all of George Lucas's dumbass names that he put in that script are just... Well, well yeah, I was that's say, the thing. Like, 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 there are a billion dumbass names yeah. that don't have explanations. I mean, when Greedo was born, was he born greedy or did he become greedy because his name was fucking Greedo? Yeah, <laughs> right. Or did uh, Jack Porkins like Caribbean-style bacon or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Like, you don't... We didn't go back and like in the Skywalker lineage and be like, oh, these people actually, they were... Uh, born in Australia on Earth, but they forgot their, you know, they forgot their strap down belts, so they fell into the sky and had to walk on the sky. Um, <laughs> like, we don't, we don't, we don't need that. Yeah. We don't need an explanation. She of was the... Princess Leia because she fucked her brother. She lay, she lay out with him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's fucking lazy. She's, she's just laying she lay, out all she the time. lay on her organa and uh, oh. <laughs> And we don't like. It's we not should like, do this with all. The, yeah, we should. We it's should. All Lando Calrissian because he walks everywhere. You know, he doesn't have a fucking spaceship. He, that's why he had to win a spaceship, because uh, otherwise he had to walk everywhere. So everybody, because they they were all up in the sky yeah, and he was on the ground. They're like, the hey, you're the Lando. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Lando Calrissian, I mean, come on. Um, what is the deal? Donald Glover is pretty good. I want. I just want the adventures of Lando Calrissian with Donald Glover. Um, I feel like with the movie before the movie came out, that's what everybody wanted. It was like, why didn't you just make a Lando movie? Well, like, and they we were gonna, but then all the nerds didn't go see Solo, so then Disney was like, no more Star Wars movies. I hate nerds. Yeah. Um, just because they did. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're out there, stop listening to this, this podcast and go take a women's studies course or something. That doesn't mean look at porn, by the way. Right. And if you don't want to do that, then get fucked. Cross on these cameras too. <laughs> so you can just look right there and be like, "Well, I was sorry. I'm I'm used to looking at the incorrect camera." So, um, but anyway, D- uh, Donald Glover is really good. Um, I don't feel like there's enough with him. I don't feel like he gets to do as much as he should. Well, he does one thing too many. <laughs> His robot. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. Um, <laughs> Plato's fucking that robot. (laughs) But he manages to do the Billy D. Williams voice really well. I was really surprised by that because I don't think I saw much of that in the trailer, and I don't think many people talked about his voice. I don't think he talked in the trailer. I don't think he talked. He just stood there looking cool, and everyone was like, Yes, Lando movie, give me that. He's wearing a cape. Yeah. (laughs) He has a room of capes. Right. But like, there are a couple lines that he delivers to uh, to Han, like uh, the one that's like, "I hate you. I never want to see you again," or something like that. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. Just his delivery is so perfect in that, and I I really liked it. 
the the robot thing L three three seven shouldn't have been called L three three seven. That's dumb. That is dumb. Um, but is Greedo dumb? <laughs> yes, yes. But there's but like L three three seven is not like elite hacker, you know, droid. Right. It's just regular hacker. All all droids in the Star Wars universe are amazing hackers. Yeah, because they have hacking tool built right. into it's whatever. Just, you just jam your finger into the slot or whatever, <laughs> you do. and and you have access to all the Death oh, you Star plans. Skip, uh, you know, women's studies one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got a nerd out there. Proud and erect, right here. <laughs> That's our new tagline this week on the Bamcast. Um, but. That little subplot was a little bit weird. Um, That's my only problem with the movie is that is the thing. the subplot. Yeah, which which of the L three through seven subplots? All of it. Just that whole okay. character. I, th- I mean, it's not that I'm like I anti woman robot or something. It's just like I think everything about that character was dumb. Like, there's, there's no pro woman well, robot. I'm, movement I'm saying like you know like oh we made a woman robot. Of course you hate her. No, it's not that. I just think everything you did with that character was stupid. You know, I I straight yeah. out said one of them, and the other one is equally dumb because it's like, as I said when I originally reviewed it, it's like, it's a coffee shop nerd thing that they put on the screen. Like if if there's something that stuck around from the Lego Movie, you know, version of that movie, it was that bullshit because that is such like a William Falcon versus the Enterprise dumb thing. It's like, well, how come if robots don't have rights? And you know, like I was like, fuck all that. Like like. That was so transparently like one of those bullshit things that I was like, I don't want to see this. I, you know, it's yeah. like it's the Freddy versus Jason in a in that movie. You know, it's like, oh, what if it was kind of goofy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It it didn't really detract too much from the movie. It yeah. got a cheap laugh out of me a couple times, so it was fine. Yeah. Um, but it, it led to that robot rebellion where all the dumb simple robots <laughs> were just robots smashing all the fucking things. nuts. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> So sure. it's fine. Like, yeah, it's not the name bad. is dumb. Yeah, There's dumb. some dumb stuff. It's weird. It, like, it, sorry, my my problem with that with that robot just came into came into full focus. Mm-hmm. Like the robots that we have a lot of experience with, uh, like from the original trilogy, are like C three PO and C three PO human cyborg relations kind of talks like this. Um, but it seems like all the robots that have come like fully voiced in the rest of the movies just have perfectly normal talking voices. They're just digitized a little bit. Mm -hmm. So they don't sound like a, you know, like a, like a cyborg should, according to the way I feel about the star Wars universe. Well, to be fair, C3VO was built by, you know, desert Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he didn't have the best programming skills. Yeah. But, but I think a bunch of the other robots also had, well, R2 can't the, talk at all. R2 can't talk at all, but I think some of the like minor robots from other parts of the movie, it seems like, I, well, fuck, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are no other talking robots. In, there is K2SO in the well, yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, K2SO talks perfectly normally, just with a digitized voice. So Maybe 3PO knows so many languages that he has to slow down and just talk you know, robotically so yeah, that probably he doesn't not. intimidate yeah. anybody. Yeah, doubtful. Because... He knows all the languages. I don't think so. It's a protocol droid. He is. But anyway. Um, he has a red arm now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Way to, way to pay attention. Um, but I've really talked too much about this movie. It's 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 fine. It's enjoyable. Like I, I had a good time watching it. I really would like to see the adventures of like 
the adventures of Lando Calrissian or the adventures, the adventures of Han and Lando. I would watch that. I think that'd be fine. Like, or the adventures of Han, Chewie and Lando, I think would be good. Um, I'd like to see it away from this. We got to work in these references bits yes, because yeah. they are just, most of them are unnecessary. I think the Kessel run stuff is like, yeah, that's fine. But just the whole, like the Kessel Kessel run was a little goofy, but Eh, it's fine. I mean, it fit the plot. It wasn't yeah. just like, here's a random nerd reference right. that you better remember to do this, Han. You know, it's like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um, One other thing, it was really neat to see uh, Han speaking Kashyyyk, mm-hmm. I guess, or whatever the Chewbacca's speak. <laughs> <laughs> the Chewbacca's. Chewbacca's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There goes the rest of the nerds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got him. Um. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't know what the name for the language is. Uh, but Wookie. Is it, is it Wookie? I believe Wookanese. Okay. Wookanese. <laughs> I believe they are Wookies and they speak Wookie. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. And they I are Wookie. Yeah. They you, had, you had it with Kashyyyk, but then you, you <laughs> yeah, had, I know. You it with <laughs> Chewbaccanese. <laughs> they speak Chewbaccanese. Right. They're Chewbaccans and they speak Chewbaccanese. Yeah. yeah. And the Ewoks only come up to their knees. <laughs> 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 I didn't think it was that good, but all right. <laughs> That's a joke that you would have to that you have to fucking dig for. Um, we did well done. <laughs> I mean, when archaeologists unearth that joke in a thousand years, they're gonna be like. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, scholars that? will work for yeah. a long time yeah. to work back. <laughs> well, you yeah, see, that's a Monty Python. Uh, yeah, I like Chinese a... joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, now, you're, with now you're ruining it. I'm just trying to make it easy for the people in the future, okay? I, I'm here for you, future, future Ch- peeps. Cut that out. Cut that out. Somewhere on a chalkboard, Monty Python question mark is circled a bunch of times. Like, what is this? <laughs> There's like a snake drawn on the board. and Yeah. But anyway, um... I thought it was kind of cute that Han spoke a little bit of of Wookanese, <laughs> Chewbaccanese, Chewbaccanese, yeah. Chewbacabra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought that was I thought that was cute. Um, Who would tell LG four? Yes. Oh. <laughs> but uh, in summation, Solo is fine. <laughs> All right. Well, Great. Cool. That's super duper. Uh, I got I got less to say about some other movies, but I will talk about them. Okay. Uh, I saw Creed 2. Ah, Creed 2. Creed 2. Creed 2. Um, did you go into that movie with arms wide open? I did, yeah. Uh, so I, I liked Creed the first a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of worried about the second one mildly because, you know, Ryan Coogler left to, you know, make a bajillion dollars with Black Panther and whatnot. Sure. Um, which I don't blame him, but, you know, new director, I was like, mm, I don't know. It's, you know, could be not good. Mm-hmm. The weirdest thing about it, and it, don't get me wrong, it's great. I, I, the movie's also great. Uh, just get that out of the way. The strangest thing about it is both Creed the first and the second are played. They're they're the very serious Rockies. Like it's you know Rocky one and Rocky two are like you know working class like you know underdog hero type thing. You know played very straight. Mm-hmm. You know not goofy at all. Mm-hmm. By three and four, Rocky's gone fucking nutty and whatnot. <laughs> and then you yeah. you know. Rocky Five is just shitty all around, basically. Yes. And Rocky Balboa is like brought back the like, hey, what if we go back and do the original thing? You know, right, like, whatever it was dead. I'm sad. I'm sad now. Maybe Rocky. I lose at the yeah. end. Hey. Um, <laughs> 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 hey. 
Hey, what if I fight Apollo again? Oh no, he's dead. Uh, but Adrian's dead too. Oh no. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So like the weirdest thing about Creed too is like it is again super dramatic, super serious. But you need extensive knowledge of Rocky Four, arguably the goofiest of all the Rocky movies. Yeah. And it's like there's something beautiful and goofy and so bamfcasty about that. It's trying like, to make a serious movie based on Rocky Four. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You it is a it is a super serious sequel to arguably the, one of the goofier Stallone movies in history. Pretty damn good. Rocky defeats communism with this piss. So good. So good. But yeah, I mean every, everything everybody's saying is is spot on. Like Dolph is legit good in this movie. Okay. That's what I need to know. I yeah. need to know how much Dolph is in this. Enough. Okay. And Dolph is not out of his league or nope. lost a step no. or no, he is doing really good things. Okay. And, okay. And, and, like, and, the trailers were just like, Hey, and then, you know, that's it. And you're like, wait. Yeah. So here, I, the, the dynamic, I don't think this is spoiler. Like, so if you think about original Dolph in Rocky four, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how much English at that time he spoke, you know, I mean, I know he's not actually Russian, right. Um, but I don't know how fluent he was in English. So I don't know, fluent. you know, but I'm saying like, was it, one of those like, hey, you don't say much because it'll be intimidating or you don't say much because you can't say much a la Arnold in the first, you know, I think Conan. it was the first one. OK, so but they made him like, I will say very little things, you know, and then like be intimidating that way. Mm-hmm. So they play that in the same dynamic with um, Victor Drago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like God, because I think he's like a real boxer fighter MMA dude. I don't know what the hell he is. He's, yeah. he's a fighty guy. Yeah, he's uh, a fighty guy. <laughs> so I think it's like they don't give him like many lines. They give him more than original Ivan Drago did, but they kind of put Dolph into the Brigitte Nelson Nielsen role, role in this one where it's like he's the guy like talking for his son and all okay. this stuff. So like he's in it extensively. He's his coach. He's like his okay. guy. So. so. But so Dolph's still like a piece of shit. Like Drago's still a piece of shit. Yes and no. Okay. It's interesting. Like I mean, it, I'm vaguely aware of what the character, like the, the backstory of the character, but from Rocky four till now, yeah. I'm aware that he's seen some shit. Yeah. It's, 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 it's actually, okay. it's, it's very interesting. All right. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing is like, it's been just long enough that I don't remember if they even touched on this, or if they were like, Hey, new thing. Mm-hmm. But I, for the life of me, as much as I enjoyed the first creed, I don't remember this plot point at all. There is a very interesting thing in this, and if it was set up and it was happening in the first one, I I totally blanked my mind about it. Mm-hmm. But Tessa Thompson's character, who's like Creed's girlfriend, fiance, whatever, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, and it, and it's cool because like they never like completely come out and say it, but she has some sort of like degenerative hair loss thing. Like she's wearing, um, like uh, hearing aids mm-hmm. and and stuff, but she's also like a musician. So it's it's like really fascinating because it's like she's about to lose the ability to do what she's good at. Right. And I don't remember if like I seem to remember like maybe like a that might be like like she had mild hearing loss or something like that because I seem to remember like something about like them signing a little bit in the first one. But it was like I just like that. It's like it's playing out like it's now worse. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like if she doesn't have on, she's not hearing anything. Right. Basically thing. And it's like it's it makes for interesting bits of stuff. Like I said, it's just it's strange to me how good these are with like little details and stuff like that when it's like it's a boxing movie you right. know like you know like you're gonna get to the fight um there's also there's some swerviness in the pacing in the movie but it's really good and and by the time you get to the end of the movie something happens and you're just like fuck yes <laughs> like there is like there is such a good music cue moment thing that comes together and it's just like 
it is fucking triumphant. It is like it is on par with like original Rocky holy fuck yes moments. Like it is really good. Is it, anyway. Is it something from the soundtrack of Rocky Four? I'm not gonna say. All right. <laughs> You'll know when you see it. Okay. I'm just saying, like, if you haven't seen either of these, you you should. And you're uh, if yeah. you're a Rocky fan, like these are really good movies. Okay. And and I, I just I like the dynamic of everything that's going on in these. I've not seen the creeds. I, I need you, to. You really should. Yeah. Because if I you're mean, a Rocky fan, these are essential. I, and, I, and Sylvester Stallone is like, he's knocking it out on like both of these movies. Like he's playing Rocky in like just the right way. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm background and I'm okay with it. And, and it's, it's nice to see because it's like, you know, he's of that era of like, I'm the star, right. you know, kind of thing. And it's like, it's really nice to see him be there with the star power, but like just step back and be like, I'm, I'm the Mickey of this movie, you know, like I'm here and I'm, you know, Burgess Meredith is a pretty big actor and it's like, yeah. but he was okay with like, I'm going to be background and, you know, I'll have my moments, but it's like, this is your show kid, you know, and it's, it's good. Cool. Um, I don't have as many nice things to say, but I, I, I will talk about it anyway. I watched, uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the first record, Ralph. I know it's one of those, like, I think a lot of people judged it before they saw it. I know there's can be some some judgment after because it's sort of like Disney's Funko Pops sort of thing. You have a video games the first one a little bit, they but d- didn't come out around the same time. Pixels came out and people were just like, ah, fuck you. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think there's some of that, but I, I like Wreck-It Ralph has a lot of heart. Like I, I think it's a pretty good one. I don't think it's like one of Disney's best in their you know post tangled mm-hmm. like resurgence. You know, since like Pixar became the the shit sequel factory. You know, whereas like Disney proper, I feel like is making good stuff for the most right. part. Um, Record Ralph Two is also good. The problem with it is like it's got too much Zootopia in it, um, and it's got some of the common writers. Like Zootopia is probably my least favorite of all these modern Disney movies because, and Re- Record Ralph dances around this, but Zootopia was like, "Hey, we have a message, and every ten minutes we are going to beat you in the face until you realize that there's a message in this movie." And Wreck It Ralph goes there. And like beat you over the head with it for a little bit, and then it's just like, all right, you got it. But like Zootopia is like it's like persistent for the whole movie, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Where it's just like I can't enjoy this because I know what the message is from the first five minutes. It's about racism, you know, like, mm-hmm. and this one's like about basically about codependence eventually. And it's like, you know, and it's like it it dances around it, and like at one point it was just like, yeah, I got it. Like seriously, I've got it. I understand what you're trying to say. I know you're directing this towards children, but like kids aren't as stupid as you think they are you know really mm-hmm. you know even if they don't pick it up on like a oh i'm going to talk about this in a meaningful world it's in the back of their heads like it, these messages are go- getting through to kids you right. don't have to beat them over the heads with it right but yeah it's it's cute like it's it's got the problem with the problem with this one even more so than the first record ralph because the first record ralph like dances around video games all over the place this one like it also dances closer to like yeah this isn't going to work in five years maybe even 10 like it's got like memes memes and just the the banality of the internet like let me literally like oh it's a big deal that like we're going to ebay and it's like yeah ebay may not even be around in five years like things that you're referencing literally may be gone and have like you know things disappear from the internet and have no fucking trace right like you know you can't like put instagram in there and be like oh yeah like uh, i know what that is five ten years from now Mm because it will it will go and be you know you can say myspace to people under the age of 20 and they'll be like what the fuck are you talking about exactly so friendster right so i mean it's like 
it's unfortunate to watch and be <laughs> Nobody like... Nobody ever knew anything about yeah. Friendster. <laughs> it's, it's just unfortunate to like watch and go like, man, Disney, you, you're supposed to make movies that are timeless and like you made something that's practically a meme. It's not bad. It's just like, it's disappointing because it's like the first Rocket Ralph, I think, will, you know, that's sort of the eternalness of a lot of video games will hold up, you know, but wow. whereas like, like the internet is just literally like, you know... <laughs> That went away and nobody cares anymore. Well, I look forward to whatever the YouTube site is in five years when YouTube doesn't exist anymore with all the videos of Rick breaks the Ralph breaks the internet explained and references explained and 10 yeah. things you didn't know about Ralph breaks the internet. Sure. I mean, it happens I mean, now, but I'm just I mean, saying. it's it's funny because they, they, they do some pretty good making fun of how dumb the internet really is and how, I mean, they, they make a point of like how shitty the comment section is things like that like you should never sure. wander there and it's, it's like good for said, kids to learn like that. i said like i said it's it's cute it's just like it's a little unfortunate because it's like message you know like which i always think of you know i'm gonna get you sucker like mm-hmm. yeah zootopia was like that guy was running by every five minutes in the background whereas this one's like for about 10 minutes it's like okay go away keenan every like i got it there's a message you know like <laughs> yeah yeah hmm. yeah I, it's just it's not awful it's just it's slightly disappointing because i feel like they made a pretty good one and but that's that's Disney. It's like they do. It's like, hey, here's the thing that's surprisingly popular, and it's like, here's the one that's good that nobody actually saw. Big Hero Six, but yeah. yeah. And Moana. I mean, I think people like Moana. Oh yeah, Moana's Moana's doing okay. Yeah, but there there is some there is some cute Disney weird synergy stuff that happens in this one. That uh, that kind of alone is for worth watching it, hmm. but. Like I said, it's 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 a no brainer if you're a Disney fan, you've probably already seen it, and it's like, but it, it's nice that there's like a weird like inside baseball Disney moment in this. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like I said, it's 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 worth watching if you like the first one at all. If you found it insufferable, you probably won't like this one at all. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, last little quick thing because I haven't watched it all. I would just say I started watching the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a, an episode of Banffcast if I wasn't plugging Netflix in some weird way, but um, yeah, I just decided to start watching that. It's a very interesting show so far. Um, is that the Ellen Page one, or is that yeah, Doom that's Patrol? the Ellen Page like, uh, hmm? uh, or is that Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol? No, Doom Patrol is the DC thing. Oh, okay. That's the one that's going to have Brendan Fraser not looking like Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he's a robot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, this is like this is the um, the X. X- X like extreme men, you know. It's like X Men with you know being extra extreme. I mean, is it in the nineties? No, well, I mean some. It's it's a it's <laughs> like a edgy X Men. Yeah, it's edgy. <laughs> yeah, it's edgy X Men. You know, it's like X Men with problems. Do they drink surge? Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> it, no, it's I just so. it's 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 super fascinating so far. Um, and it's it's one of those things like Russian Doll. Like I I don't know. Maybe Netflix actually listens to criticism because I feel like Russian Doll and this and like um. I know some of the movies don't count because they just pick them up, but a lot of these new series are are removing the Netflix look mm-hmm. that like, oh, you couldn't get these people together. So it's just their green screen and right. two totally separate, poorly lit different rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, like they seem to be fixing that and like making things look right. Now. Good. Good. So, but yeah, no, it's like I'm, I'm like four episodes in and there is a, I told other people, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, there is a. There's a fight scene scored to a song that is very surprising, I think, in the second episode mm-hmm. um, that, like, when it kicked in, I was like, is this about to do what I think it's about to do? And it does. And it and if I told you, you'd be like, huh? But in the context, it totally works in some weird way. Um, but I know that's super weird and, uh, you know, 
teasy, but you know, teasy. it's it's a it's a very funny fa- uh, fight scene score to a song you would not expect. Okay. I also like that about like the uh, Russian doll in this is like they're getting real like they must have like real money licensing for songs now because well, like Netflix, yeah. yeah I know but for a while they got like, like two hundred and ninety nine trillion dollars in venture capital that mm-hmm. they'll never pay pay back they're yeah yeah they're licensing whatever they want to license for now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah no it's it's worth watching so far I I don't know how it's going to end but you know okay like I said Russian doll first because that's like a four hour movie and it's super simple to consume in one go right. This is more interesting. And I mean, in like a long term, like 10 episodes of an hour each, you know. Yeah. Um, I got a couple things. Oh, okay. Uh, just briefly, I want to mention True Detective Season 3. Ah, I uh, forgot that was a thing. If, uh, if you did not, if, if you jumped off True Detective after Season 2, which is pretty much, I don't know, 99% of the population. Uh, did you make it through Season 2? True Detective Season 3 is as good as True Detective Season 1. It is it is ridiculously compelling television and features the best old age makeup I have ever seen in my entire life. Whose old age makeup? Mar- Marshall Ali? Or? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Stephen Dorff. And Stephen okay. Dorff in this is I mean, look, everyone in this is amazing. But like f- for Stephen Dorff to be in this with some powerhouse actors and for him to hold his own and in some scenes just totally steal moments away from all of these amazing actors who are in this show it, it's it's so great um god it's so strong there's there's one episode left the thing that you can the thing about true detective that you know now is that you know that by the last episode it could just be completely random and total bullshit mm-hmm. so if you just prepare yourself for that possibly being the case you'll really have a good time with true detective so yeah just wanted to remind everybody it's back uh, last episode airs sunday so you should watch that. The other thing I want to mention is that I have watched about 500 hours worth of both the first and the second Superman movie. A hundred hours worth? It feels like it. Uh, okay. uh, because there are three cuts of the first film and two cuts of the second film that are available. So I, I feel like I've watched so many hours of, of the first two Superman movies. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so if you're going to watch the first Superman watch the 2001 special edition version okay uh it takes the best bits of stuff that was in the three-hour tv version and edits it back into the original film and it's it it it's it's kind of like i mean this is a wildly different example but it's kind of like deadpool 2 2 in that it it adds stuff in that's really contextual and good and fleshes some things out like fixes some pacing issues yes um then uh, there is no there is no recommended cut for Superman two. They both have ridiculous issues, um, but that that's just owed to the fact that they're you know they threw the director out and replaced him, and the director who came in added a bunch of jokey bits. And man, the jokey bits don't work at all. There's just random comedy bits during just mass destruction of Metropolis, and you're just like this no this is bad um the richard donner cut is admirable but because it's basically a a work print with screen test footage and other bullshit in it it's not really a cohesive movie either so but it's it's they're all if you have the time and the interest in the superman movies 
they're all worth wa- watching as an example of how things can just be drastically different for various reasons. You know, like the the three hour television cut is interesting because they they assembled a four hour version to air over two nights on network television. So they just threw in whatever footage they had to to pad it out. And some of the scenes were like, oh yeah, add that back in. That's good. And the re- a lot of it is just extended scenes of people standing and looking just to pad the time. And it's like, oh my god, just end this stop this what are you doing <laughs> so they're, they're they're both interesting from a technical standpoint of how movies were made mm-hmm. um so yeah i watched a lot of superman okay is that it just some supermans yeah okay no more animated movies so far no 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 gotham knights put a <laughs> halt on that for now <laughs> well the superman thing kind of oh, took over okay. like any waking moment i have is like all right i gotta watch this third fucking cut of superman let's see what this one is so did you know you don't have to i want to okay i like them that's, i don't feel like you have to that's super comma man man i'm man. Building, i'm building to superman 4 which i've never seen so I, would you say you're building it's i think anything at, at this point you're you're demolishing I, to yes, Superman 4. i know <laughs> I know. From three on, you're you're demolishing towards Superman four. I'm real interested in reviewing three because um, I think that's the one I've seen the most. And as a kid, I really loved it. Yeah, you're you're not gonna love. I it know, now. but we'll see. I really can't wait for you to get to Superman four. It is such a goddamn train wreck. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, it. I think I think we're done, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think so. Some contact info. All right. Uh, website is bmfcast.com. Yeah, I mean, that covers yeah. it, really. Yeah, that That's pretty great. much covers it. Yeah. If you hit the buttons on the right-hand side of that page, that'll take you to everything you really need to see, like our Patreon, our Twitter, uh, our Facebook that we barely use anymore because Facebook is a stinking hole of racist ants and dead memes. Um, <laughs> but if you want to follow us there, you're more than welcome to. Um, hit us up on the Patreon if you want to support what you do with your financial dollars instead of, like, your love dollars or whatever. Um, yeah, Patreon.com. Keep, keep your love dollars. <laughs> Oh, you can send them over. Patreon.com slash BMFCast. Um, uh, as low as a buck a month gets you into the into the club. And uh, there's a bunch of super good content over there that's uh, really going to knock your socks off. Also, don't forget eBay for, for charity. Yeah, Please. eBay.com slash there's uh, just click the buttons on the website to go find to, the eBay thing. Yeah, go to the there's it's no hard. convenient link for me to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Everything that we, uh, every single cent that we make over on the eBay page goes directly to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. So uh, what you're doing not only puts a hot DVD or Blu-ray into your hands, it also puts some hot dollars into a good charity. Uh, So do it up over there. (laughs) Or send us an email, bmf at bmfcast.com, or call the Garfield phone, the Banffcast hotline, 9105-BMF, or 910-556-9263. And that's all I got. Anybody else? I think that's it. Cool. All right, well, let's get out of here, shall we? All right. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for Mackie, this is Banffcast out. Cast out.